You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the final Locked On Hoosiers podcast of this week. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I appreciate you guys stopping by today to head off into your weekend with some Indiana Hoosiers news. We certainly have plenty of it today. Uh, Before we jump in, there's simply no better place to get all the news on the whole Big Ten Conference, not just Indiana, than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We have plenty of college football to talk about today. That is all we're going to talk about is the Hoosier football team. Um, We have some transfer news, both uh, guys going out and guys coming in that we will detail. We have another preseason ranking that we're going to jump into and look at where IU falls into that, SP Plus with ESPN. I'll explain what that is for those unfamiliar and why I rate it so highly. Um, It's going to be something I will mention multiple times this season, so might as well give a description of it uh, now. And then mentioned it on yesterday's show, but going to look at some potential college game day dates um, for IU football, see if there's a realistic chance of game day um, making a stop in Bloomington or for an IU game this season. So before we jump into all that, make sure you guys are subscribed to Locked on Hoosiers. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Jacob Rude and follow the podcast at LO underscore Hoosiers. Appreciate, I can't say enough, how much support you guys have given. Uh, We are growing each and every day, um, continually growing through the first two weeks. So uh, again, thank you all for the uh, support you've given through these opening two weeks of the podcast. We're going to jump on into it. Um, Tom Allen met with the media after practice on Thursday, as expected, announced that Samson James was officially er, leaving the program, no longer with the program. Um, If you want more kind of reaction, thoughts on that, listen to Thursday's episode where we talked a lot more in depth about what that means for the running back room, things like that. Um, After that, though, to give you a sense of how, how fast things work and how um, long Indiana has kind of known that Samson James is leaving as they immediately had his spot, his spot filled. Um, John Haynes, a safety from Ole Miss, Tom Allen announced he would be joining the program. Um, not that he would be set to join the program. He practiced on Thursday. So immediately have someone in to replace, um, at least Samson James's spot. Obviously they're not going to play the same position. Uh, Tom Allen talked a little bit about Haynes and then able to do some research to kind of figure out um, what type of player that Indiana got. So first, it's another another person to join Indiana from the Ole Miss pipeline. Uh, Ryder Anderson transferred in this year. Tom Allen himself came from Ole Miss uh, when he was hired at Indiana. So Really opening up a pipeline uh, there from Mississippi to Indiana. But Haynes is a fifth-year senior from Ole Miss. He's using his um, extra year of eligibility from COVID last year to play this year. He is a graduate transfer um, as well. So 
Tom Allen spoke some of the complications. He has to actually graduate from Ole Miss before transferring to Indiana, give him immediate eligibility. Um, last two years for Ole Miss, he started 17 games, uh, including that bowl game against the Hoosiers. Um, however, with some freshmen and some transfers of their own at Ole Miss, um, Haynes was projected to be a fifth string, fourth, fifth string guy this season. So beginning of August, he entered the transfer portal, um, and IU pounced. It was a player, um, that the coaching staff and, um, some of the players, Ryder Anderson, I'm sure were familiar with. Um, here's a quote he had on Tom Allen had on Haynes. He started off speaking about with the circumstances as they are and as late into the year they are, the only way to get someone eligible is for them to be a graduate transfer. That's why um, Haynes had to officially graduate from Ole Miss to be eligible this year. Um, so, quote, once he did that, we reached out to him because we had guys that have coached him on our staff and guys that know him very well on our team. Once again, we've added a young man that our staff already knows through previous relationships with him. Coach Jason Jones was coaching on that staff at Ole Miss years ago. Bottom line is, he made that decision, and once he put himself in the portal, and we had an additional spot available and chose to use it on him. So, as I mentioned, he practiced on Thursday. Um, Tom Allen said he was already making plays for the Hoosiers out there, so something to keep an eye on now. Um, he also kind of talked about where he might fit in. The Hoosiers do have a three-safety defense with that Husky position kind of being the hybrid linebacker safety position. And um, uh, most times it is, or I mean, it's almost always been Marcelino Ball. So it's been a safety that plays in that position. So um, with a three safety defense, having depth in that position is great. Uh, that being said, Tom Allen specifically mentioned special teams as a place that Haynes could have an impact, but it's not to say he won't play defensively. Now, safety is not a position that Indiana was light on. But we saw last season that Marcelino Ball goes down um, before the season and you immediately have your depth tested. So you hate to think of it like this, but one injury and suddenly um, everybody shifts up a spot. And to have a player like Haynes who has experience playing, played at a high-level school, played in the SEC, and have him available in case something happens, or maybe he's just able to prove himself and get on the field more regularly this season. So it's a great depth signing. Certainly seems like someone who um, can make an impact in some capacity, whether it is defensively, whether it is on special teams. Um, an interesting uh, and unique scenario with Haynes entering the transfer portal so late. Uh, to get him and have him immediately eligible is a... I, I see it as a win for Indiana, and um, really, as we said, this is a graduate transfer, so really going all in. A lot of these transfers Indiana's landed this season um, are seniors, redshirt seniors, things like that, guys using their final year of eligibility. So pushing a lot of chips to the middle of the table, but another reason why this should be a really fun Indiana Indiana team, Indiana season, and honestly, we're quickly seeing the formation of one of the most talented rosters Indiana's ever had 
depth is always something that Indiana has not had. Um, I think back to that opening night game against Ohio State 2017 when Indiana hung with them in the first half and then Ohio State just wore them down and pulled away and did not look like a close game in the second half. Those are the situations where having depth matters, having multiple guys that are high-level players so that, especially on the defensive end, you're not getting worn down. Those those are the positions where depth matters. So, having a player like Haynes certainly does not ha- or does not hurt. Excuse me. Uh, now, with Haynes, even more reason, as I said, to be optimistic about what this season will hold. We had another preseason rankings um, preseason model come out on Thursday. So, uh, those of you may be familiar with ESPN's SP Plus. We're going to take a look at that. I'm going to offer an explanation of what it is to those of you who may not be familiar. And then take a look at where Indiana ranks and what that kind of means for the beginning of the season. So there are a few things that really just aren't that fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. We've all been in that situation where we're out at the bar, we're at a restaurant with some friends, and it's a little little hot in there, and go to give a high five and suddenly you have a huge sweat ring under your arm and it's embarrassing to be honest and even if that isn't a problem you've had you're one of the lucky ones unlike me who does not sweat much even in Indiana in August this time of year the humidity will make anyone sweat it's it's brutal to be outside go on a walk run into someone you know and you just look like a sweaty mess Um, so have a solution for you guys. It's called sweat block. Now you may not have heard about it, but these are wipes that you put on. Um, you simply before bed, just apply the wipe, go to bed, wake up the next morning, you wash, go about your day. You don't even notice it. It is a doctor created doctor recommended wipe that works up to seven days per use. Even if you want to be safe rather than sorry like myself, you're still only talking twice a week. You're applying these antiperspirant wipes. Um, I know it sounds too good to be true, but if you can find a product that is doctor created and recommended, that's appeared on Rachel Ray show, it's been tested by firefighters, it's been a bestseller on Amazon for 10 years, um, I'm waiting because as someone, as I said, who can make even the simplest task look difficult with the amount of sweat. Um, This is a product that I cannot recommend enough. So get it today, 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. Um, You can find it online at Amazon or at CVS. Once again, sweatblock.com, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off today. So kind of a running theme throughout this week is paying more attention to things with IU football that we don't typically pay attention to, whether it is watch lists for awards, um, All-American teams, as we talked about yesterday, bowl projections in August. One of the other things is a lot of the preseason rankings and the preseason models. Typically, I don't pay much attention to them because IU is, at best, middle of the table. One of the projections I've long paid attention to, though, because... I found it to be one of the best kind of predictors is SP+. Um, It's a model put together by ESPN's Bill Connolly, 
Uh, he created it back in 2008 when he was with Football Outsiders. Um, and he talked about the fact that he is constantly updating it and tweaking it whenever he finds kind of areas of weakness, so to speak, um, areas that he can improve upon. It is a tempo and opponent adjusted measure of efficiency is the simple way of describing it. It's a predictive model. It's not a resume tracker. You don't take a big jump because you got a big win. You don't get a bump because you are playing tougher teams. It's simply just measuring the most sustainable and predictable aspects of football. As I said, this is something that has been a great indicator of what the numbers actually say. Um, I, it, I know the joke is men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And honestly, that's how I feel about this. Even back before Indiana really made this breakthrough, the season Tom Allen was defensive coordinator, and Indiana had a terrific defense that seemed to really go under the radar. Nobody really talked about. It was something like SP Plus that had Indiana as a top 25 defense in the nation. So it is great for what it is, and it's something I really lean on. It's something I'm going to talk a lot about throughout this season whether it be just looking where I use rated, using it to kind of compare teams um, or opponents on Indiana's schedule. So uh, the preseason SP Plus rankings were released on Thursday. And so I dove into them, took a look at what we found. So first off, Indiana comes in at 27th overall, uh, 33rd ranked offense, 31st ranked defense uh there's a couple aspects to this now based on returning production indiana ranks 24th in the nation as a whole which is not shocking offensively you're really looking at wap failure and stevie scott as the two guys lost defensively there's a couple pieces jamar johnson a couple pieces here and there but you're returning quite a bit of talent The area where Indiana took a bit of a negative bump is in recruiting, which is not, again, shocking. Tom Allen has had some really good recruiting classes relative to what IU normally brings in. You compare those nationally, and it still isn't necessarily great. Now, this current 2022 class is shaping up to be a really great class nationally, so that may bump these rankings up in the future, but... Indiana's recruiting ranking is 51st, which goes into them ranking 27th overall. Now, a lot of this is projection. Uh, The formula or the three factors used to kind of weigh the projections of what the season's going to look like is returning production, like we mentioned, recent recruiting, like we mentioned, and then recent history. Obviously, Indiana's going to have a bit of a bump especially after last season. So you mix those together with the numbers, whatnot, you get Indiana at 27th. Now, this, relatively speaking, is going to be pretty close to what the top 25 is. Ohio State comes in at 4th, Wisconsin is ninth. Penn State 14th, Iowa 16th, um, Indiana is 27th. For those who might dabble in some betting, like myself. I've mentioned I've won quite a bit of money on Indiana. This is a great tool for that. There is a rating for each team. And just to give you an example, Iowa is a 19.7 rating. 
Indiana is a 14.4. Take those two ratings, give three points to the home team, and you that should be what the spread is. So based on SP+, the spread should be closer to about eight points for Iowa on opening week. Now, typically don't use it through the first few weeks of the season because the projections and the predictions um, don't always pan out, basically. The projections and predictions are phased out of the rankings as the season goes on. So the longer the season goes, the more data you have, the more um, accurate these ratings are. So I'm not saying go bet on Iowa to cover the four and a half spread. Maybe you think that anyway. But I'm saying this is a model to pay attention to throughout the season, get an idea of where the Hoosiers consistently rank. As I said, I will continue to mention, continue to talk about it, and this will give us a sense of how Indiana stacks up against teams and where they are in the Big Ten, things like that, where they are nationally. Right now they are um, right below Notre Dame and LSU, right above Auburn and Oklahoma State. It's really terrific to be mentioned with the likes of those schools, even if some of those schools are having a down year. So an interesting model to pay attention to throughout this season. I will keep you updated on it. It is behind a paywall. If you have ESPN Plus, I recommend taking a look at this, keeping an eye on it through the season. If you don't, I'll share some of it throughout the year. I'm obviously not going to share all of it, and it's going to be pretty Indiana specific, but uh, this is a terrific tool. Again, if you're a better, it's worth taking a look at this as an investment because these things are very accurate throughout the week or throughout the, the year, excuse me. So we will keep an eye on that. Last thing we will discuss today is college game day. Mentioned it yesterday and ended up having an, a segment today to talk about it. I was going to talk about summer league. But neither Romeo Langford or Devontae Green played on Thursday, so made it pretty easy to wrap that up. Guys, they scored zero points on Thursday. There's your summer league wrap-up. So we are going to instead look at the possibility of college game day covering an IU game and even potentially being in Bloomington this fall. So we will take a look at that here in just a moment. Now, I just mentioned multiple times how much of a valuable tool SP Plus is when discussing betting things like that. If that intrigues you, I have the place for you to go. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season obviously is in full swing right now. For those of you that did not see the Field of Dreams game tonight, please, please, please go find the highlights after this. It was an awesome game, an awesome ninth inning, and an awesome ending to the game. Please, MLB, play multiple series throughout the year at this Field of Dreams. It was a lot of fun to watch. Totally different atmosphere and environment than normal. So, big shout out to the MLB for getting a rare thing right. But, obviously, college football is coming up as well. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, before the next kickoff, before the next faceoff, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. If you head over there now on your laptop or mobile device and sign up today, use the code LOCKEDON 
to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's code LOCKED ON. You'll get 50% welcome bonus. That is free money. You can go bet on a baseball game, get your free bonus, place all that on IU football, whether you want to use what SP Plus says or whether you want to use what your gut says. It's up to you. But head on over to Bet Online today, your online sports book experts. Now, I know you guys have heard about Built Bar. We've talked a lot about them throughout the last two weeks for those of you that have been listening. But did you know how many delicious flavors they have? There's something for everyone. So we have flavors ranging from coconut, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. If you haven't tried the flavors, I recommend cookies and cream. I'm going to always recommend cookies and cream. It's one of my favorite flavors, period. But you can get a mix box, which you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're also healthy too. You're looking at 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. It's amazing flavors. It's tasty. It's healthy. Um, If you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com today. So during the discussion in yesterday's podcast, it kind of came up organically, the possibility or likelihood of Indiana hosting hosting college game day or just having college game day at one of their games this season. It's rare for Indiana to be this good. It's rare to look forward this much to ranked games. So it's rare to even consider College Game Day coming to uh, Bloomington, although it did happen somewhat recently and there's been a lot of campaigns for it. It's still a rarity. So there are four games I thought that Indiana has the best shot and really only three games because one of the games theoretically could be Indiana-Iowa week one It is two ranked teams, but week one of the season, you typically are looking at really big non-conference games, and that's the case as College Game Day has already said they're going to Clemson, Georgia, yada, 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 college football playoff. Indiana is not going to be in that conversation for week one. So week two, obviously, a game at home against a non-conference team that should be a walkover. Indiana is not going to have college game day show up for a game against Idaho. Week three, though, is I think maybe the best chance Indiana has. IU Cincinnati is going to be a massive game. You're probably looking, assuming Indiana wins in week one, and really all this is under the assumption Indiana is winning. They might be able to, if they lose in week one, they might be able to still host college game day one of the last two weeks that I'll mention, I doubt they're going to come to Bloomington for a one and one IU team against Cincinnati. Uh, but if Indiana is 2-0, if Cincinnati is 2-0, there is a really strong case for Indiana to come to, or excuse me, College Game Day to come to Indiana. Your main competitors are going to be Alabama and Florida. Alabama will probably be number one ranked. In the preseason coaches poll that we talked about earlier in the week, you can find our discussion there. Um, If you take a look at the feed, Florida is ranked number 11. The other dark horse game that could potentially um, pop up is Penn State-Auburn. Penn State is 20th. Auburn is just outside the top 25, depending on wins and losses through the first 
two weeks of the season. You could have two ranked teams there. Highly doubt they're going to pass on a couple other games to go to Penn State, Auburn, but it's a possibility. So really you're looking at will college game day favor an Alabama-Florida game or an IU-Cincinnati game. There's a pretty strong argument for an IU-Cincinnati game. That's two teams that are hardly ever going to be on college game day. If they're both 2-0, and you're looking at two top 20 teams, um, potentially two top 15 teams uh, that, that are going to be squaring off and have a lot of hype around it. So I think that is going to be the best chance Indiana has at a uh, college game day appearance. That being said, if we're talking about games not hosted in Bloomington, IU at Penn State on week five certainly is an intriguing one. Now, this Indiana could have lost one of the games to Iowa or Cincinnati. Three and one, assuming they won the rest of the games. The loss would be probably to a ranked Cincinnati or a ranked Iowa. So it's a possibility IU is still ranked at that point. Heading to Penn State. Now, this has a whiteout written all over it. Penn State probably is going to be ranked as well at that point, depending on how things shake out. We mentioned that Auburn game. If they win that Auburn game, it is certainly going to be a ranked Penn State team and a highly ranked Penn State team. Um, if Indiana is still undefeated at this point, it's a top 15, top 20 matchup at worst. And that is going to be an incredible atmosphere. It's going to be really hard for uh, college game day to pass up Penn State wideout. Just the aesthetic of that and just the history that has. And after a year of not having it, I would bet a lot of money, even if it's not the Penn State IU game, that they go to Beaver Stadium and watch the or have the wideout there at some point. The games IU Penn State would be going up against, Bama and Ole Miss. Bama's going to be here like every time. And that's kind of the argument you have for Bama is that every game is a high-profile game and so many SEC teams are ranked that you could put them in here virtually any week. Ole Miss is not ranked right now. Or excuse me, they're 25th right now. The odds of them being there, we'll see come week five. LSU-Auburn. Um, Auburn, we mentioned, and that was a team that is not ranked. LSU is. They are 13th. Michigan, Wisconsin, potentially. This is a bit of a stretch. Wisconsin is 15th ranked. Michigan technically receives some votes. We'll see how good Michigan is. I'm not sold on them, so it's hard to say um, that that would be in the conversation. This has a strong possibility, assuming Indiana has no more than one loss, If they've lost both the Iowa and Cincinnati games, you can probably just chalk up college game day period throughout this season, but they're certainly not going to watch a 2-2 IU team at Penn State. The last one is the IU-Ohio State game. It gets really tricky. This is week eight of the season. It's really tricky to project out that far to get a sense of who's going to be good and whatnot. There's always going to be interesting matchups. The two things working against IU in this one is is College Game Day was at IU Ohio State in 2017. Obviously doesn't rule them out from showing it again. But the fact that that game wasn't competitive, I don't know if that'll leave any kind of sour taste in the mouths of the College Game Day kind of crew and whatnot. So the 
obviously the counter to that is IU Ohio State last year was perhaps the best Big Ten game of the season, or one of them at the very least. So that alone, if Indiana can have even one loss at this point in the season, they may be able to have two losses if we're talking about Cincinnati and Penn State maybe, um, something like that. As long as they're on the back end of the rankings, that could be enough to sell this IU-Ohio State game. The other problem that they're going to have is that this is the same weekend as Notre Dame-USC. That is going to make it pretty tough to unseed them. Uh, Obviously preseason rankings, but USC is 14th and Notre Dame is 7th. A lot can change in the eight weeks between the start of the season and when this game will take place. But that is certainly the favorite in the clubhouse you also have Oregon, UCLA. Oregon is ranked 12th. UCLA re- received some votes. LSU, Ole Miss. There's always a SEC game, a high-profile game. We've mentioned Ole Miss a couple times. Um, I would be surprised if Ole Miss is still... I mean, the, the games we've mentioned, Ole Miss is not going to keep winning them. Uh, the, you can pretty much ch- chalk that Bama game up as a loss, so maybe this won't be too much of a comp- or competitor, but... That Notre Dame-USC game is going to be one, so I think their chances get worse as the season goes. Week three is their best shot. That's their best shot at being undefeated. It's a fun storyline. It's a different game than normal. Week five, because it's at Penn State, might be enough to sell it. Week eight is just so far out there, but the fact that that game was so competitive last year could be enough. So we will see how this plays out. As the season gets closer, as the season goes on, it is if college game day is at a game, it's certainly going to be hard not to be there for college game day and be there for the game as well because that atmosphere is going to be amazing this season, a night game after nobody being in the stands last season. I'm really interested to see what the atmosphere is going to be like for IU football games this year. So we will certainly keep an eye on that as well. That'll do it for today's episode and this week's episodes of Locked on Hoosiers. Again, huge thank you to you guys as this show continues to grow. I want to try to start bringing guests on. I wanted to get kind of a baseline of what to expect with this show with me as the host. I didn't want to start just bringing a bunch of guests on and you guys not really getting a feel for the show. So now that you've listened to my voice for two weeks, I figure that's punishment enough. I'm going to start trying to bring guests on next week, talk about IU football, maybe talk a little IU soccer as they get away with exhibitions, maybe potentially based on IU basketball and who's able to watch it and things like that. Um, Talk to them as well. So we will be back next week as always. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Jacob Rude. Follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. We tweet out the episode every day from there in case you guys aren't always checking your pod feed. Leave a rating and review. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast while you're there. Betting on the Hoosiers and college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. You can listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They'll give you your daily picks, your blowout specials, lock of the day, anything you guys need. Head on over to Locked on Bets. Follow them um, anywhere that you guys get podcasts. They're brought to you by betonline.ag. Have a A tremendous weekend, guys, in LEO.